I can't uh, help thinking that the Monday night FA Cup tie against Reading is something of a January back-to-work atmosphere after football Christmas that was. Yeah, very much an anti-climax, that one. Uh, I wonder whether there might be quite a lot of changes for that game. It's quite difficult in the aftermath of, of the incredible excitement of the Madrid game to think back to the Everton game, but really the key fact about that started as City slumped and fell to pieces against Southampton on Saturday last week. Yeah, Saturday night, and it was an abject performance from City, wasn't it? Really, really bad. Southampton, good value for their win. Mancini has come out since and and publicly criticised all of his players, which is a pretty dramatic thing to do, and I'd say highly counterproductive. Behind the scenes, it seems like he's fallen out with uh, several players. Be interesting to see who actually plays at the weekend for City. From the outside, it looks like that's a club in a bit of disarray, and United took absolutely full advantage of it, and I thought it was a really interesting decision from Ferguson to change his mind about the type of team and the players he was going to play against Everton. He very specifically says, I was going to make seven changes, I decided not to do that because of City's loss, the thinking being that this was a game that, while not sealing the title, could have some serious consequences. Difference between six points and nine points. Yeah, OK, it's it's three points, but it's not title winning or title losing. Difference between nine and 12, I think there's a mental factor there, especially after Mancini had said we have to win 12 or 13 of our games. And it, it means that absolutely in, in pole position. And, you know, that sounds like hubris, but yeah, hey, if, if you can't talk like that when you're 12 points clear with 13 games to go, when can you? Yeah, and it's not 13 games to go, it's 12, uh, so it's even even better. There you go, and, and as Ferguson says, just keep ticking off the games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, what a professional performance that was against Everton, and it was a joy that Ferguson made that decision, and it's really interesting because you can see a certain degree of logic to the idea that, okay, City dropped points, so therefore we're in an, a relatively stronger position, so we could take more liberties in the Everton game because we've got more more wiggle room, but it's not how Ferguson thinks, obviously. Ferguson thinks this is a massive opportunity to apply enormous pressure to our opposition, and I think if you look at the personnel in both games the only player that you could argue may have played against Madrid was Vidic who did who didn't play because they played in the Everton game that you could say that maybe Vidic would have played a part in the Madrid game but actually it sort of worked out nicely that he could rotate Vidic and Ferdinand and you know play Evans in both games obviously and just kind of pick and choose one one for each game Right, and he and he said why he did that because it, basically the Everton game was likely to be more physical, and and the Madrid game more about movement and passing, and it played to the strengths of the two players, and and neither can play two games in a week at the moment, it seems. Yeah, absolutely, and that's fine, you know, because we definitely have ample cover. And one thing that I thought was very interesting is the Vidic Evans De Gea axis was finally really effective in the Everton game. I mean, I have to say, I thought we were outstanding against Everton. Bit ropey in the first half, maybe, but. That is one of the most professional, composed, high-quality, league-title-winning performances I've seen from United for such a long time. It wasn't swashbuckling and exciting in the way we have been sometimes this season, but we looked incredibly solid. And I'm very interested to know what you made of the decision to Mark Fellaini. We, we talked on the podcast in the in the very brief Everton preview. Apologies to Rob Diablo for us not really covering that and focusing on the football Christmas game. But yeah, we, we made a very brief mention of that, and you sort of said Fellaini is very likely to be 
out. Of course, he did play, and Fergie basically sicked Phil Jones on him. That was an a full-on man-to-man follow him to the loo at half-time type performance, wasn't it? Well, it's, it's interesting. In, in two key defeats for United this season, the 1-0 defeat to Everton on the opening day of the season and Tottenham's 3-2 win at Old Trafford a few months back, the two players that really caused damage to United on those days, Fellaini and Gareth Bale, were marked by Phil Jones almost out of the games in, in recent weeks. And, uh, and and it's not typical for Ferguson to do that. He's only ever done that in specific games over the years, hasn't he? I mean, you can think back to Phil Neville and Gianfranco Zola years and years ago, but he won't generally pick out a key player and man mark. And there are consequences to doing that. And we can talk about those consequences when we talk about the Madrid game in a bit. But he did that. It was very, very effective in both cases. And, and Jones put in a, a couple of excellent performances as a result. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, Fellaini, some, somebody said to me, look, we're man-marking Fellaini, he's not Lionel Messi, to which I responded, yes, but we've done an excellent job of making him look like he is every time he plays against us, so probably worth doing something about that. We had a question when I put out the shout for questions on, on Twitter, at Anton Alfie said, what's Phil Jones's best position? Very good, sir. But I think we now actually have the answer to that question, and that Phil Jones's best position is just following someone around. Right, yeah, it's a, it's a brand new position, isn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like the anti-libero, you know? There's no freedom in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the in jail a row. Um, no, that, that doesn't work. But anyway, I, I thought De Gea had a really, really fine performance against Everton, looked very solid. Vidic was really good. I can't, I can't think of anyone who had a bad game in that game, actually. Uh, Raphael, man of the match, wonderful, wonderful performance uh, from Raphael against Everton. Oh, and he was very proud of it, wasn't he, as well? He yeah. was. I thought both the fullbacks did very well, actually. I mean, given that Everton uh, are quite strong in that area, well, definitely down the left-hand side, aren't they? Uh, and really, there's no real threat from Everton's flanks at all. So I thought both played very well. Um, Jones did his job for like an hour, and then Carrick came on to, to take control of the game, basically. And, and all in all, is extremely solid professional performance from United. And, and yet not as spectacular as some of the games this season but 3.3 huge points in the title race the goals were interesting old agent phil neville he loves to he always gives us a little something when he comes back doesn't he despite of his incredibly physical tussle with wayne rooney when they sort of slightly kick lumps out of each other in a way the everton fan against the man united fan playing on the wrong teams i'm sure they enjoyed it didn't they yeah, I think so. You got got the impression that they did. Worth pointing out, they absolutely monumental block from Vidic early on in that. Well, it wasn't that early, was it? It was, it was quite late on, and there was some. There was we did have to defend quite a lot in that game, but it just it just our, our defending was excellent. Right, the, our, the whole de- team defended brilliantly. The system worked defensively. You know. It did, and, and, and look, we shouldn't forget that Everton, uh, before the game, had only lost three games all season, the same number as United, right? This is yeah, a team that, absolutely. Uh, in, in the parlance, is hard to beat. They are the very, very tough side, and, and United made them look not very tough. Um, it was interesting to see uh, David Moyes and Gary Neville sort of analyse the game together on Monday Night Football, which was slightly surreal. But, you know, Moyes was full of praise for United and just felt that Everton were slightly off their game. And they did lose, uh, was it Distan they lost just before the game, played Johnny Heitinger instead, which is obviously a pretty big loss. It's a pretty big net reduction in quality, isn't it? How could we not mention this was it? This was the moment. 
It's come a long way into the season, but Ryan Giggs, having hit top form again, has continued his absolutely staggering record which um, marketers worldwide love because it ties in so neatly with the rebranding of the Premier League but a goal in every Premier League season ever well and and of course a couple before that as well you know football did exist before 1992 I refuse to believe that it did it's true I've seen black and white images (laughs) he took his goal brilliantly bent it around the defender and it was really impressive and he was he was mind-blowingly good again I mean I don't I don't necessarily mean mind-blowingly good relative to the pantheon of all footballers of all time but I just mean for a player who in the first half of the season looked totally finished he's been incredible when he's played for us recently yeah, and as you say, a, a really fine goal. A great moment for him. It, it appeared that his teammates uh, knew something about what that meant more than he did. Well, I think he was like, "Get, yeah, come on, lads, don't get too excited. It's only 1-0, you know, and it was quite early in the game. Um, the, the Van Persie goal, worth a mention as well, it broke that uh, spectacular 180-minute goal drought that he'd been suffering. Oh, sell him. Sell him. He's rubbish. I know, I know. Van Persie out, but... An, I mean, it, Phil Neville should not have played him on side, uh, but and, and Everton, as as was pointed out on the analysis on Monday Night Football, were, were far too high up the pitch. But, my goodness, what a ball from Raphael, and the timing of Van Persie's run was spectacular. Yeah, fine goal, and, and uh, while we're picking out players for praise, we should praise David De Gea, as you said, I thought a solid game. Outstanding save from Leon Osman, wasn't it, to, uh, to keep out Osman's folly, and, and j- just one of a string of outstanding saves in the, in the past week, I'd say. Yeah, I'm trying to keep us on the Everton game enough to give it its due credit because I I do think it it is worthy. It was a real message to the rest of the league, actually, our performance in that game. And I don't know, you'd think maybe the Madrid game coming up would sort of have almost knocked us off our stride a bit just because of the people's concentration being elsewhere. But as you say, like Fergie making that massive change in team selection, putting such a strong side out, there was just a sense of purpose and professionalism and drive. And I actually think the fact that Madrid game was coming up became a became this this uh, motivational thing, like let's let's prove what a really good team we could be. Everyone's written us off. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of it, uh, something in that. Uh, of course, I think Ferguson had his team selection for Madrid in mind already, didn't he? Uh, ahead of Everton, so I- I'm not sure it was a personal motivation thing about you know get yourself in the the team to face Madrid. But yeah, as a collective, it, it was a it was a huge huge opportunity for United. I- I'm sure there's there's absolutely no doubt left in that dressing room before the game of how important uh, that was and how the focus had to be on Everton because of all the hype and publicity around Madrid and the fact that heading off to Bernabeu and, and the, the the glamour of that tie and uh, Mourinho and Ronaldo and what, what a load of distraction there would have been. But I, I thought the focus of United was brilliant. I can't say enough about Ferguson's decision. It was absolutely the right one, I think, uh, to really like. I mean, he'll sacrifice the Reading game, of course. He'll make loads of changes changes for that one because he's he's played a very strong side twice in a row but it's absolutely the right decision in the context absolutely and and it's made our season look 
much much different I mean you know this was unless we had managed to beat Madrid this is about as good as it was likely to get isn't it you know the fact that we, we beat Everton comfortably 12-1 City lost which I, I don't think many of us saw coming really even though they have been fragile and and so we're 12 points clear and we're still in with a shout so let's take ourselves to sunny Spain Viva España and a man of the match well United man of the match winning performance from the Fresh Prince alongside the boy Danny what a performance Ed well yeah I, I'm not quite sure he won the match <laughs> so oh man of the match winning I see what you mean yeah I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you outstanding from Danny Welbeck uh, I mean of course him and Rooney were completely sacrificed uh, they were asked to play in defensive wide positions almost as if they were just augmenting the fullbacks uh, Welbeck did that defensive side better than Rooney and he also did the attacking side too as well and uh, he offered a real option for United going forward a great performance from him he looked shattered by the end didn't he Welbeck he, he ran his heart out scored a fantastic goal uh, coming off his marker away from goal uh, to head in difficult skill and uh, counterintuitive to what you normally do when you attack the ball but just a really really strong performance from United all round yes United conceded lots of possession yes Madrid had lots of chances but for the most part Madrid played in front of United and that was pretty comfortable lots and lots of those 30 chances that Madrid created were long-range shots and they weren't that threatening and and of the, of the times that they were threatening De Gea was equal to them and the goal was an absolutely fantastic goal that you could really do nothing about there's something superhuman in Ronaldo when he can jump higher than Patrice Evra literally you know <laughs> the whole of him was higher than Patrice Evra brilliant and it was just a brilliant it was just a brilliant brilliant goal you can't do anything for that but all around loads of praise for United for the work they did the ties in the balance of course but one all is a fantastic result and brilliant quote from Sir Alex about that which was that he was going to have a go at Evera or he maybe he had a go at Evera for not jumping uh, with Ronaldo effectively then he saw the replays and realized that Ronaldo's knee was level with Patrice Evera's head realized he probably couldn't have done too much about that one yeah, obviously, everyone and their dog has said, everyone and their Rio Ferdinand has said that that goal reminded them of Moscow 2008 because he it, it had a very similar hang time situation. I, I don't understand hang time. There's something that I don't get about it but in terms of physics, but, man, he, he really did jump for that one. Yeah, it's, it's the density of air. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, I'm lying. Yeah, I, I don't know how, I mean, surely gravity should interact with him in the same way it interacts with any other object. No, it just looks at him and considers him to be too handsome and too much of a force of nature to deal with, as it would deal with mere mortals. Didn't celebrate the goal, Ronaldo, which, to be honest, I don't, I don't like this whole thing. I think you're playing for a side you should celebrate because you're celebrating with the fans, you know? And, and OK, fine, it's respect for the team and all of that kind of stuff. And, he, you know, he plays PR game well, well, doesn't he, Ronaldo? But you scored a goal for your side. Go celebrate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a time and a place. And the the one thing that I don't like about the muted celebration is that you could see that every fibre of Biz being was absolutely delighted that he'd just done one of them incredibly Cristiano Ronaldo-like things on the world stage. And he's a big fan of doing things like that. You know, he, he likes how good he is, doesn't he? So that there was a, a slight like, oh, wait a minute, I've got to remember not to explode with joy at this point. Yeah, I, I, you kind of got the feeling that you might have practiced that pose in the mirror a few times beforehand. Well, you know. look happy, look sad, <laughs> look con- contemplative. To be fair to the lad, he would have been pretty confident that he'd score, being as he scores about twelve goals a game on average. Yeah, 
So let's talk about some of the details because there, there was some really interesting stuff in this game. The tactical side of things, wasn't there? You know, United pulling the, playing two strikers in, in wide positions and playing them really, really deep, basically augmenting the fullbacks. I wonder whether if Valencia had been in better form, he had played and Rooney might have played left. And, and of course, Welbeck would have been out on the side then. So, you know, a little bit of practicality from Ferguson. It's just that players playing well and players he trusted. So that was really interesting. And then Jones in midfield didn't exactly man mark Ronaldo except when Ronaldo came inside and that was really interesting he basically played as a centre back in the centre of midfield yes. you know he marked a zone and uh, and he did that very very effectively and of course Rafael had a, a difficult time against not only Ronaldo but Ozil and Cohen Trau as well and they almost seemed to try and target him and I, I've seen some bad press for Rafael which is unfair because he did have a really tough first half but he basically had three players to mark you know and, and uh, so he made a few mistakes and uh, he got a bit rash and he got himself a yellow card and I wonder how many fans thought uh oh um, but I thought lots and lots of praise should be given as well because he pulled himself together the second half he didn't get himself sent off he had a very effective second half and much much better and it was a sign of maturity for me yeah, I actually thought when Raphael got that yellow card that it could be a, a really negative turning point in the whole tie. And as you say, he deserves an absolute world of credit for the fact that, you know, because in the first half it did look like old Rafa. And actually, I was going to say something before the game. Uh, I kind of regretted not saying it on the show last week about how I had some concerns about Raphael. But I wouldn't have said it on the show last week because it intensified after the Everton game and such a good performance. I had some concerns about whether the situation and the level of opposition that he would be facing would actually bring out some of the worst in Raphael. The fact that it did and he recovered is almost more impressive than if it hadn't at all because recovering from a difficult situation is really the mark of greatness actually, much more than never being in a difficult situation and yeah, if you were marking Mesut Ozil, Cristiano Ronaldo and Quantrao all at the same time, you'd probably have a bad game too. Well obviously I wouldn't because you know I'm fullback supreme obviously. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Let, let's talk about Dave then, because the whole world and his wife has decided that David De Gea is an absolutely magnificent goalkeeper after last night. Funnily enough, a bit flappy on two crosses, I thought. Interesting, yeah, but eight, eight outstanding saves, uh, wasn't it? I mean, the, the save, the save uh, after five minutes to, to tip uh, the shot onto the post was uh, out of this world. I'm not quite sure how to describe his flying two-footed feet higher than his hands. Quite clearly, he should have used his hands safe against Alonso, though. Um, I think we can only call it David De Neo because uh, it was fully out of the matrix, that save. Unbelievable. And you say he should have used his hands, but I don't know if he could have got his hands there, given his body shape. There must have been some part of him that thought, getting my foot to this is the quickest way to get to the ball. Do you know what? The, the only other time I've seen that move was when Eric Cantona kicked Matthew Simmons in the face. Exactly the same move. And if you're not following at 8 bit football, you should be, but they did a particular tribute to the comparison between the Kung Fu kick and the Kung Fu save. But yeah, the save in the first few minutes, you, I don't think you can overstate the importance of that because 1 0 down then, not getting the first goal in that game, the whole tie shifts on that. And, and, you know, I'm watching the save on a loop right now as we speak, and it's mesmerizing how good it is. Yes, yeah, so I was watching in the pub. Uh, it was mostly United fans, a few of, of another persuasion in there, and it was almost stunned into silence. By, by that save I think everyone uh, couldn't believe it and of course uh, the Spanish broadcast host broadcaster there uh, played the super slow-mo over and over and over again and it still seemed unreal 
it was unreal, you know. It, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it, it's a save that very, very few keepers would make. And, and this is why United fans, th- those of us who sort of have this faith in De Gea, think that it's worth whatever he costs you because he's going to do stuff like that and the rest of it's going to take care of itself. Very, very nice contrast with Joe Hart. England's <laughs> Joe Hart, the best goalkeeper in the world. Trademark. Yes, of course. Yeah, who is it exactly have a great game on Saturday? Although, oh, can't believe we haven't talked. We haven't got much time for recording tonight, so we can't do justice to the Gareth Barry own goal. What a finish! So calm under pressure. Class, class. Yeah, it strokes into that. I mean, that that's it's a measure of class, I think, when you can pass the ball into a net like that. Absolutely, Van Persie really did have opportunities to pass the ball into the net, and I, the the one right at the end, which was an excellent save by the keeper, which we didn't get to take the corner that we got for. I mean, that he didn't do too much wrong, but God, that one where he missed the volley. Oh, that's got to, and and the one where Giggsy didn't hit it first time as well. Yeah. I've got the bad fear when I think about those. Yeah, I mean, Phil Jones has come out today and said we had the chances to win the game. And and there is some regret, isn't there? That Giggs effort 12 yards out, just lash it. Put your foot through it, son. Yeah. As a a certain commentator would have said. And Van Persie, he connects with that clean. It goes in 99 times. He connects with that clean, doesn't he? And he just didn't on this occasion. Really, really unlucky. So what did you make of Madrid? I was incredibly impressed with their, particularly their first half performance. The fact that every time we got the ball, they just swarmed us. Their, Their level of energy and their level of pressing was really amazing. But then it really dropped off in the second half, actually. And and that's been a, that's been a factor all season for Madrid. Uh, this is not unusual at all. So yeah, the pressing was really impressive, and it forced uh, United to give the ball away a lot and play a lot of long balls. Michael Carrick, for example, the, the stat flashed up on the TV, didn't it? Seventy six percent, which is really unusual for him to be that low and that inaccurate. That's because he was playing far too many long balls, and and Madrid were pressing very well, and and United weren't keeping the ball well enough. But I thought a lot of what Madrid did was in front of us. So they they are very, very good in broken play. I think I, I said this in uh, my preview of the match. And and what one of, it, it's remarkable, but one of the most dangerous situations that Madrid get is when there's an opposition corner. Yeah. And the play is fragmented and the uh, team isn't in shape. And United were very, very disciplined about keeping their shape. Uh, Mourinho complained after the game that uh, United fullbacks didn't leave their own half. Well... What do you expect? You know, this is the, their primary weapon is to single out central defenders when the fullbacks go forward and, and Ronaldo cuts in from wide areas and gets an opportunity to shoot, you know? And it was so obvious and Ferguson countered it very, very successfully. It's, it's actually one of the few occasions he's, he's out-tacticked Mourinho in their, in their many meetings, I think. And uh, he got it really, really right. And of course, the details could have been different. Some of the United shots could have gone, gone in. Some of Madrid's could have gone in. Of course, the result could have been different. But I think United went there with a plan and it executed it really, really well and got the result as, you know, as a result of doing that. Yeah, I thought Jones was quite lucky not to give away a penalty with his sort of shoulder barge where... Ah, shoulder! A but shoulder! It, 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 but it wasn't, though, because if you, if you like, watch his arm followed through on his shoulder and... You know, it wouldn't have been whether or not it's a penalty. I have, n- I literally have no idea. Literally rude, but I, I, you, there's no doubt whatsoever it could have been given as a penalty. Well, look, let's let's just say that John Barnes would have had no career whatsoever if if uh, handing a player off is a penalty. Uh, he was just stronger than his man. I I don't believe it for a second. Not not yeah. No, we're not playing the same sport if that's a penalty. And uh, football, if that's a penalty, football is now basketball. 
You know, no contact allowed whatsoever. Uh, of course, one foul that wasn't given that clearly should have been Raphael Varane's trip uh, on Danny Welbeck when he's pretty much cleaned through. You know, that's at least an amber, that one, uh, if if not a red and uh, nothing given at all. It was uh, one of a number of decisions which were quite frustrating, I think, for the home side, at the away side. It was, but then on the other hand, he wasn't overly fussy about our challenges on Real either you know he was quite strong about that and I think given the crowd and given the nature of Real's side of Mourinho's side with Ronaldo in it you know they're not they're not slow to like have a bit of a sure. roll around and, and a bit of a cry sure and and look it, it's not it's no different to any any European game United get decisions in their favour in Europe as yeah. well I think but but that was a that was a crucial one wasn't it and I think many many referees would have issued a red for that I, I mean it, it'd be hard to argue against him if he did it there's p- potentially Alonso was covering but uh, that's pretty fine I think Kagawa didn't get a lot of the ball uh, very difficult to try and play as number 10 against Madrid at Madrid presumably um he had a brilliant first 30 seconds and after that wasn't wasn't a perfect performance for him by any stretch of the imagination but you you think against a slightly a side that's pressing I think he he's also a bad match and it would have almost been better if he'd played the last third of that game when Madrid weren't pressing like crazed loons you know because I think he did suffer a bit from not having any out space and actually Giggs took advantage of the fact that their Madrid's pressing was slightly less effective late on Right, yeah. I, I mean, I agree, actually. I, I think it was a little bit of a surprise that he played, and and it was always going to be difficult for United to get the ball to him in dangerous positions. So he, he is a utility forward, right? Let's not pretend he's a central midfielder. He He's someone who plays as 10. He plays between the line of, of midfield and defence, and, and United did not get into those positions very often. It was never likely with the game plan that was instigated. It's the only slightly odd decision I thought in terms of personnel I, I would have personally chosen cleverly because I think he, he'd have given United some uh, extra depth in midfield he, he's more comfortable in that deeper position and and he would have moved the ball quickly and given some of those things that Kagawa couldn't because it's not his game unlucky for him I think there are better games there are many better games that Kagawa have in that particular game with the formation United played it was very difficult for him uh, some debate over Rooney's performance. I thought it was pretty average. A couple of people saying, uh, you know, underestimating how effective he was. Played a couple of really key passes, long balls to ease the pressure. But I thought he kind of gave it away quite a lot. But very, very difficult. And he absolutely put in a mega shift as well. Well, he, he ran kilometres and kilometres. 10,000 metres. Right, yeah, there you go. Over 10 kilometres, yes. Yeah. So he, he put in a, a shift, but yeah, I agree. I think he was pretty average. I don't think it was a great performance. He he, he was basically there to provide some defensive dif- discipline, wasn't he? And uh, he didn't get that close to Van Persie at all. Fine, but I don't think he did the defensive thing very well particularly, but yeah, he worked really hard for the team. So not his best performance ever. Uh, it's, it's hardly fair to criticise him, given that he was basically playing as a second fullback. Another player was excellent, I thought, just before we move on, was Rio, and many, many people just tweeting the words football reasons uh, since then, because flipping heck, you know, he's not good enough for England, but he's good enough for Man United against Real Madrid, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Huh? Well, certainly him and Johnny Evans, absolutely yeah. impeccable, weren't they? I mean, uh, I can't actually think of a mistake that the two of them made all night, they, they were brilliant, and, and Evans rightly now is, I mean, we debated last week, didn't we, whether uh, Evans or Vidic should play, I, I said I thought it would probably be the mature pair, but Ferguson knew exactly what he was doing, had his mindset on on that, and wasn't going to take any risks with Vidic, and, and now trusts Evans, and his performances are kind of paying that back, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, it was great that one Manchester United's man of the match was either De Gea or Welbeck, the two most maligned players in the United squad. Uh, that was sort of pleasing. And, and, you know, the fact that Welbeck is a local boy and a fan of United all his life and then was absolutely bossing it in the Bernabeu. I mean, had a bit of the old lump in the throat thinking about that one. It was pretty special. It was an interesting debate uh, around Twitter today. I managed to catch around uh, the, the ratings given to some players. And uh, it was, you know, media love to do this because it creates a debate, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, French sports paper L'Equipe gave David De Gea a 6 and Lopez a 7. Couldn't work that one out myself. No, that seems a bit silly of French newspaper L'Equipe. Uh, maybe they didn't watch the game. They were having a kip. Yeah. Where do you see the tie now? I mean, obviously, I, I kind of feel like that away goal is... It's not so much that it's good that we've got an away goal as it was absolutely necessary for us to get an away goal. So it's good in the sense of it counters out a negative rather than conjuring up its own positive of its own. Yes, I, I mean, I think this one is re- really in the balance. Of course, United being at home, uh, you'd make United marginal favourites here. Of course, there are plenty of goals uh, in the team, so the chances of United scoring one, two or three goals are definitely there. You can definitely score against Madrid, can't you? There are definitely going to be chances. This is not Barcelona that, that plays to retain exactly the same way away from home, to retain possession all the time. They're going to try and play on the break. They're, they're Inherently is the risk for United that um, if United do push the full backs forward and, and play a, a slightly more expansive system that Madrid will be able to take advantage. So, so of course, it's in, it's in the balance as a, as a result of all of that. And, and Madrid are perfectly capable of scoring more than one at Old Trafford. But then again, so United. So, you know, I'd, I'd make United marginal favourites, but only marginally. Mourinho said afterwards, "It's fifty-fifty. Pulled the whole, pulled the old Valencia." Um, and funnily enough, at fifty with two E's, fifty, the number fifty, um, tweeted at me about Phil Jones, and we, we've we have a bet whereby if Phil Jones starts for Manchester United, he has to record a comedy jingle for the Rantcast, not Phil Jones at fifty-fifty. And if Phil Jones doesn't play, I have to follow him on Twitter. This is a bet which I feel is in my favour, both in the fact that I think I'm going to win the bet, and also I don't really lose anything. I think Phil Jones will play again in the away leg for sure because I don't I, I, I don't see how it's going to be much different than in terms of the, the starting eleven than it was at Madrid. I mean, there'll be some changes because there's always some changes and maybe Kagawa won't play. Maybe Valencia will have hit form because it's still quite a long way away, isn't it? Three weeks, yeah. Three very long weeks, I think. It's it's a real shame that momentum seems to go out of things. It's uh, been so much better if it was just next week, wouldn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure the the passing of the game will change loads. I mean, United will have more of the ball, of course, because United are at home and Madrid will try and exploit the space on the break. I think the onus is on, in many ways, United to dictate the style of the game. So uh, we'll focus and try and shut the game down. Will he play Phil Jones to do that? How how adventurous will the fullbacks be? How many risks do United play? I mean, it, there's a certain irony in United having played Kagawa, Van Persie, Rooney and, and Welbeck, well, basically four forwards. He'll probably play less at home, but be be more offensive. Yeah, and he wasn't too offensive in the build-up, but about very polite about Mourinho. And that, that strange obsession they all have with Mourinho and Fergie and bottles of wine. Ferguson revealed that he left a bottle of wine on the plane, which I think may have been a mind game of some description. And a lovely picture, of course, of, of the, the hug between Ronaldo and Ferguson at the end of the game. 
This is how much influence that Ferguson has. He can now circumvent airport security. Not only is he is he bent the FA to his will and UEFA and uh, global superpowers, but but now he can take bottles of wine and and anything else he likes on a plane. Apparently, absolutely. There was no bottle of wine. The bottle of wine is a lie. Right, so we've really short show this week, sorry about that, but uh, real life has taken over, um, so we've just got time for one Twitter question, so I better make it a really good one. At Jack Hawkins 23 says, if United players were crisp flavours, what would they be and why? I think it's pretty clear to all concerned that Phil Jones would be smoky bacon, just, just seems like a smoky bacon guy to me, don't know what you think about that Ed? I think you'd be some absolutely awful flavour that makes you kind of screw your face up in a weird <laughs> gurning fashion. <laughs> like overly strong salt and vinegar, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, Michael Carrick would be ready salted, profoundly underrated, but does a heck of an important job. I, I think Ryan Giggs would have to be sweet chilli because, you know, he's hot stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Wayne Rooney's cheese and onion. That's just common sense, you know what I'm saying? Roy Keane would be prawn cocktail. He wouldn't like that, would he? <laughs> and Eric Cantona would be, you know, like whatever the best crisp in the kettle chips, uh, cheese flavored kettle crisps, the best, the best that there is. Who would who would be Pringles? That's that's the ah, that'd be Van Persie because once he starts scoring, he can't stop. Oh dear, I, I think we need to stop this now. I'm, I'm really sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. You've been thinking about this, haven't you? Not at all. That was all straight off the top of my dome. All right, so uh, talking straight off the top of the dome, I haven't really thought about this at all, but we play Reading in the FA Cup on Monday night because football is weird and stupid nowadays. After football Christmas comes, football will return to work uh, in January and we have to play Reading. And I'm sort of excited about it, actually, in a weird way. Just as after the glorious excesses of Christmas, it's sort of nice to get back to normal life again. Uh, In some ways, it's quite nice to have a bit more of a humdrum fixture. And after an absolutely exhausting couple of weeks, Fergie gets to really really bring out the tombola this is going to be some serious business Raphael up front what do you reckon no I think Raphael deserves a break but uh, uh, yes I'm thinking 11 changes don't you something something along those lines if Ferguson could make 12 he would make 12 changes (laughs) yeah well he could he just changes the subs a bit well, I suppose so. Does that count? No. Look, it's an anticlimax, isn't it? Because uh, it was a really, really massively important Premier League game, followed by the glamour of a big European tie at the Bernabeu. But uh, this is the FA Cup. We've we've said earlier this season that everyone really wants to win the FA Cup this season. It's an opportunity for United to go and do that. It's not as if this is Reading's priority either, uh, is it? So they, they've got some all kinds of trouble in the Premier League to worry about. So they're still in the relegation zone. And yeah, they're just slightly less bad than Wigan and QPR. Not saying very much yeah. for them, really, is it? They gave us a hard time, though, in the league, didn't they? Down at Reading, they uh, managed to score three. We just managed to score four. I wonder whether it would be that kind of game again. Although, I can't imagine Van Persie will play, or or Rooney, or maybe even Welbeck, because he ran so hard. But uh, but we'll get to see Cheech, and we'll get to see Cleverly, and we'll get to see Skulls, and uh, maybe we'll get to see a couple of younger players to, to fill out the squad, too. Yeah, possibly. Although I think I think that would be something of a surprise in a way. I wouldn't be. I mean, it is quite a good rest between now and then, between the Madrid game and then. But you would think, like, you know, obviously he's he's not. You know what happened is he'll end up playing Ever and Raphael because he somehow believes that fullbacks are immune from ever needing a rest. 
Yeah, well, may- maybe, maybe, yeah. I, look, look United's got a really strong squad, so there's there's plenty of players that, that didn't play in all of those games that, that are going to want minutes, and uh, it's the risk when so many changes are made that the not only does the tumbola come out and players play in weird positions, but the, it'll become a bit disjointed. So there's there's definitely a risk of that, and you know, if you're putting money on it, you'd say that probably United won't be the normal fluent self, and it might be quite a tight game as a result, but maybe maybe we'll get some good cup football yeah absolutely and in the meantime i think it's fair that we look back with joyous happiness on football christmas and, and a pretty decent result and it's all 50 50 in the, in the tie and it was great to see welbeck doing his thing in in long sight born and raised at old trafford was where he spent most of his days chilling out raxing playing some football outside of the school he played for united when he was a kid and then he ended up bossing it at against Madrid. All right, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop now. We'll be back with another one of these next week. I think before we go, we've got to do predictions. Ed, what do you think about the Reading game? About the Reading game, I think United will win it, but I don't I don't think it's going to be a fluent performance for, for all the reasons that we've just said. So I'm going to predict a 9-1 win for United. No, no. <laughs> I got 2-1 to United, and I, I think Cheech is due a couple. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good to me. I'll go with 3-1 just to somehow we'll, we'll fluke an extra goal in there somewhere. Very good. Very good. I know you have to rush off and uh, real life does get in the way of uh, podcast superstardom sometimes, you know. The, I know the love letters will have been flowing in for you. We're recording this on Valentine's Day. And uh, if you'd like to tweet your love for Paul, you can do it at UTD Rankcast on Twitter and, and me at United Rand. You can reach us on Facebook facebook.com something slash united rant slash united rant and uh, we spend lots of time there honest we even have a youtube channel there hasn't been a youtube uploaded to our youtube channel in three or four years but hey you can go check out some really old footage <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime drop us a comment on the show page get us on twitter review the show on itunes send in your questions send in a rant back no one does that anymore or in fact ever if you want to hear your voice on the Rantcast, email us an mp3 that's editor at united rant or or use a speak pipe function on the website uh, yeah that's what you need to do if you want to speak to us with your pipes all right we'll see you next week kids in the meantime we'll leave you in the capable hands of the fresh prince <laughs>